Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So, Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. Do you remember your first job in church or the first time that you helped your pastor or served in some position in your local church? Maybe you were asked to be some door greeter or an usher that helped to take up the offering. Or perhaps you were the church custodian and helped to clean up the facilities of your church. I remember so well my very first job in the local church. I was like the assistant to the assistant Sunday school superintendent. My job was to collect the little tithing envelopes that the teachers would put their Sunday school offering in and they would hang it on the door on the outside of the door of each Sunday school classroom and it was my job to go around and get those tithing envelopes each Sunday and I didn't think about it much then but looking back on it now I see that that was the very first small step or an introduction if you will into the service of the kingdom of God. Hello, I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and welcome to Discipleship Now, where we dive into life, family, and ministry through the lens of biblical discipleship. In this podcast, we're going to be looking at small steps. And this particular podcast is really an extension of my passion and desire to draw closer to Christ myself, and I want to share thoughts and lessons from my journey with you. And it's my great hope that you're encouraged from each podcast that is posted And most importantly, that God will use it to speak to you. I'm recording this episode from really a hotel room not far from where I'm supposed to speak tomorrow morning. And I'm sitting here getting ready for the service and I just began to think back over my life and I I just can't help but just be filled with such gratitude. I cannot believe the journey that God has taken me on. I would have never dreamed in a million years that from the small steps of ministry, like the one I just mentioned in my early teens, that I would now have the privilege to do what I do for the Lord. I am just incredibly grateful for what God has done. Over the last two episodes, we've highlighted Matthew 4.19, and we've looked at this interaction between Jesus, Peter, and Andrew, where Jesus called out to them in Matthew 4.19, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Today, I want to move past verse 19 and jump down a few verses to verse 23 of Matthew 4. Now, I don't mean that I'm not going to come back to Matthew 4, 19. I most certainly will in in subsequent episodes, but I really wanted to jump ahead just a little bit and talk about what Jesus did with Peter and Andrew, and then, of course, James and John, as we'll talk about in just a moment, from Matthew 4 and verse 23. 
So after Jesus calls Peter and Andrew, the Bible turns around very quickly and says that he finds James and John, two brothers, and he calls out to them in a much, uh, much just like he did Peter and Andrew, where he said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. He called out to James and John and they too immediately dropped what they were doing and began to follow Jesus. And after he calls these four men, Scripture shares in Matthew 4, 23, and this is going to be the ESV version, it says that he went throughout all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. Now, the verse in itself is an incredible verse. It's a wonderful verse. It talks about the great power and healing ministry of our Savior. It's so wonderful. It's, it's incredible what Jesus did in that one verse or, or what Jesus uh, uh, performed, all of the miracles that he performed that is summed up in this one verse. What's significant to me about this verse is perhaps not what is said, but really what is not said in this verse. Now, I want you to just remember, Jesus has called Peter and Andrew, and now he's called James and John, and after he calls these four men, and again, they immediately dropped what they were doing and started to follow Jesus, the very next thing we're told that Jesus does is he goes throughout all of Galilee teaching and preaching and healing people. Now, what this verse does not say is that after calling these four men, that he set them out to go work in the ministry. It does not say that he called Peter and Andrew, James and John, and then immediately turned to them and said, okay, now that you've called, that I've called you and now that you have followed me and made the decision to follow me, turn around and go in your opposite directions or your own way and go work in the ministry. That is not what this verse says. It implies that after Jesus called these four men to follow him, that Jesus went throughout all of Galilee with these four men, and they just simply sat back, watched, listened, and learned. It's important to note that Jesus knew that these four men, indeed his all of his 12 disciples, and even you and I today, Jesus knew that we need to take small steps in ministry so that we can learn from him, to gain experience, and to learn how to really trust and rely on God. If we're honest with ourselves, most of us would say that we've learned a great deal more from our mistakes than we have our successes. The truth is, it takes time to fail, and it also takes time to succeed. Henry Ford said this, he said, the only real mistake is when we fail to learn from one. I think that's so powerful and so poignant. The only real mistake is when we fail to learn from one. Jesus knew that he could not just turn around and send these teenagers out into the world uh, to, to work in ministry in his name. No, he knew that Peter and Andrew, James and John, and the other disciples, as he would quickly call them, they needed time with Jesus. And beloved, so do you and so do I. We need time with Jesus. Now, this is true if you have just given your heart to the Lord and you are just starting out your walk with him, like Peter and Andrew, James and John, or if you're a seasoned Christian and you've been following God for a long time, perhaps serving him in 
multiple ministry roles for a long time, it's still true for you as well. We need time with Jesus to learn, to gain experience, and and to learn how to trust and rely on him. Jesus knew that the disciples needed to learn and take time and make and, and take small steps forward so that so that they could learn from from Jesus and to know what to do in circumstances and situations. So Jesus called out to them, follow me, not run ahead of me. This is so important. Jesus told them, follow me, not run ahead of me. And if Jesus would have told them right after he called them to go out and to go work in ministry, they would have very quickly run ahead of Jesus rather than following Jesus. I'll never forget the first time my pastor, when I was a teenager, I must have been 13 or 14 years old, he asked me to do something and it scared me so, so bad. As I mentioned to you, my very first job was to collect the offerings from all the Sunday school classes every Sunday. Well, after I did that for just a little bit, my pastor asked me to get up on Sunday morning and read the Sunday school report. I don't know where you may have grown up in church, but in in my little home church, we always read the Sunday school report before service started on Sunday morning to let people know how many people were in in Sunday school, what the offering was, what the lesson was about, and any other kind of pertinent information that needed to be shared. Well, I remember so well, I only had four lines to repeat or to say to the church, but it was the scariest, scariest thing I'd ever done to that point. My knees knocked, my palms were sweaty, and my mouth filled like I stuffed cotton balls in it, but I did it. I got up and I read those four lines and I don't even know if I read them correctly, but I did it. And I learned from it. I gained some experience from it. And the next Sunday, I was able to do it again. And then the next Sunday and then the next. I had no idea at the time what God was doing, but I look back on it now and I see that it was another small step in ministry for God was about to call me into the ministry, call me to preach. And that's a, a, a great deal different from just getting up and, and reading a Sunday school report. But those very first little small steps were valuable experiences that taught me so many wonderful things. So let's look at a great example of this from Scripture. And we definitely could look at um, the, the disciples But I want to go back in the Old Testament for a moment. And I want us to look at the life of David. David is a great example for us for all kinds of things. And we'll probably reference him so many times in this podcast. Uh, But David is an incredible example. And I learned so much from him. But in 1 Samuel 17, yes, that incredible chapter where David fights Goliath is what I want to look at. But I want to look at what happens before David gets to the battlefield. And this is a whole nother sermon, a whole nother teaching that we could really spend a lot of time on. There's so much here. But I just want to key in on one small thing in 1 Samuel 17. Before David gets to the battlefield where he hears Goliath calling out to the children of Israel 
and shouting profanities and poking fun and all of the things that he was saying, the Bible says that David, still just a boy, was at home doing what he so often did. He was a shepherd boy. But his father got his attention one particular day, 1 Samuel 17, and this is what he said in verse 17 through 18. Now Jesse said to his son David, Take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread to your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of the unit and see how your brothers are doing and bring back assurance from them. This is so interesting. Now David had already been anointed king in chapter 16 of 1 Samuel, and that is an incredibly important point to what happens in 1 Samuel 17. David's already been anointed the next king of Israel, but he wasn't ready to be king yet. There was still many steps between when he was anointed king and and, and when he would eventually become king. Many small steps that he needed to take that God had planned out for him so that when he got to his destiny of being king of Israel, he would be much more prepared than he would have been otherwise. So Jesse, his father, David's father, even after David had been anointed the next king of Israel, Jesse asked his son David to carry some groceries to his brothers. Now what if David would have looked at his father and said no? What if he would have looked at his father in in great pride and and just with his nose stuck up in the air, said, don't you realize who I am, Dad? I'm the next king of Israel. There's no way I'm going to take some groceries to my brothers who don't even care for me or who's made my life tough all these years. I'm not going to do all of that. What if he would have said no? What if you said no to the next small step that God had for you? David would have missed the grand arena or stage, if you will, that was awaiting for him in 1 Samuel 17 when he got to the Valley of Elah. He would have missed it. If he would have said no to his father, if he would have said no to to that next small step, he would have missed what God had in, in store for him. And again, I ask you, what if you said no to the next small step that God has for you. I would dare say that you would miss the very thing that God has for you. And this applies to really anyone who's listening. That no matter where you are, whether you're just beginning your walk with God or you're a seasoned Christian whom God has used in many ways in the past, do not be afraid to take another small step in the direction that God is calling you to do. Even if you feel like that it is somewhat uh, beneath you, or if you feel like somewhat it is a small thing, or somebody else should do it. No, if God is calling you to do it, if there's an opportunity to serve in ministry, and you have the talent, the ability to help or to do in that area, don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss that small step that God has laid out before you, this This grand adventure of a life that he has for us all is grand 
only because he takes us from one small step to the next small step to the next small step. And while we are taking these small steps, we find ourselves in the midst of a grand life adventure. And I know that God has something amazing in store for you and planned for you if you'll just take that next small step. I want to encourage you today. Hear the voice of God. Follow Him with all of your heart. Even if it's a small thing, do it. And you will see God do something amazing in your life. Well, I would love to connect with you. If you're interested in any of the ministry products that I have, including my newest book, Follow Him, please visit my website, MatthewRyanTurner.com. And I cannot wait to be with you all. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.